Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you're listening and not watching the video, head to our website for a list of resources discussed in this podcast, local restaurants, and even social commentary. useventphotos.com podcast. Thanks so much. Enjoy the show. How you doing? I'm Mike Gaddy and welcome to the 743 Patterson Park Podcast. This week I have a very special episode because this week I sit down with internet sensation, Instagram sensation, at Baltimore food scene, Samantha. She just crossed the 40,000 follower mark this past week. And we sit down and we talk about the Baltimore food scene in an in-depth interview that is like none you've heard before. If you love food, if you're struggling to find new places to go, new things to try, this is the interview you want to listen to. We explore the best, the best crab cakes, the best pizza, the best Italian, the best Chinese, the best bakeries, the best food trucks, best, 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 best. I was so inspired after I talked to her that I went down and said to my husband, we have to order a pizza and I know just where to order it from. We ordered the pizza. I ate the entire thing. Which means possibly in the upcoming weeks we'll have to explore the best gyms because <laughs> I'm going to need to start my workout routine again and again and again after all of the food that I plan on eating at all of these different local spots. But for now, join me as we talk Baltimore restaurants and places to go with at Baltimore food scene, Samantha. Take a listen. So I am here with Samantha, who you all may know better, and you probably do know her based on the number of people who follow her on Instagram, <laughs> as Baltimore Food Scene. And she is one of the leading food foodies, food bloggers, Instagram foodies, whatever you want to call them, in Baltimore. And I'm really excited to have you on the program. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And that was like the most pro professional introduction I've done so far. So fancy. <laughs> anyway, so Samantha, how long have you been uh, doing your food Instagram posts? Um, only, I mean, to me, this is not long, but it's only been about three years. Really? So and how many followers do you have? Because I know. I'm telling you, I look at your posts and you can post a picture of a cheese cheeseburger, literally. Right, and better yet, um, what was it? Are you looking at it? Fried chicken sandwich, yeah. And it had 1,707 likes. What is that? I know. <laughs> People love fried chicken sandwiches these days. Like fried chicken words are a thing. But uh, yeah, I have, uh, so I just hit a really big milestone this weekend. I have 40,000 followers. Which is Hi. amazing. And I am so appreciative for everyone that's following along on my food journey. So I, I, yeah. think, I think it's super cool. And a lot of those guys are in Baltimore, but I'm sure they're worldwide, aren't they? Yeah, a good portion is Baltimore. But like I have some insights so I can see. But surprisingly, a lot Baltimore, like the DMV region, a little bit up through New York. But yeah, it's awesome. I, like, honestly, sometimes I can't believe the response. So I'm very appreciative. 
I, I can tell you when I started following you and when I started following your posts, one of the things that surprised me the most was that you're not like hot couture food. It's down to earth, middle of the road, you know, accessible food that anyone can eat at any given time. And it's not, you know, hoity toity. And when I, when I think of food bloggers and, and, and social influencers, I kind of go to the hoity-toity mode, you know? And, and yeah, so, I think a lot of people do. Yeah, and so how do you, you know, how do you decide to get into this? Because it's sure. fascinating. Yeah, I, it's, it, I, you know what it is? It's just like, it's where I really eat. Um, so I'll get back to it in a second, but like, it's what I, it's where I eat. So what happened was I was in college um, at the time that we did not have like, you know, these cell phones. Um, and I was that girl in college that like carried around like a legit camera. No one had cameras. I was doing selfies in the bar. It was like 2002 or whatever. So I always had, I was like the girl with the camera documenting. Um, and then I just got to this point where like I was, I was living in a city. I was enjoying going out all the time. I would take pictures of whatever I was doing. And I guess, I don't know. I was at a life stage point where like a lot of my friends were having kids. I wasn't really at that point yet. So I didn't really have like anything to put my energy into. And someone was like, why don't you just like post the food? Cause all you do is take pictures of it. And I was like, I could never do that. No one would ever follow me. And then I was like, you know what? I just need to not care. Um, so once I just like stopped caring about what anyone else thought, cause it's like, it's a lot of that, right? You're putting yourself out there to be judged. I was like, how am I just going to do this? So I, my page, what I, it, it's me, you know, it's not like I have to, I have to go where everyone else is going. It is literally like places that I've gone since I was a kid. I've it's, it's where I really go to eat. Um, and yeah, I'm eating a little bit more than I probably ever would be normally. Um, cause I'm trying to go out a little bit more than I probably should, but you know, it's really where I eat. Um, and word of mouth, like places where people tell me to go, I try. Um, yeah, I, I noticed that all you, of it. And you actively ask your followers oh, yeah. to give you recommendations and feedback, and and they seem to like super love that. Uh, you know, I I think you were just recently, which was it? You really studied. I love it. Oh, yes. I, ah. so I the other day, yeah, the other day I was on a hike up in um, Patapsco, and I was like, you know, every time I'm in Patapsco, I never know where to eat. I'm just going to ask. I got so much response that I obviously I had to go. I went to this place, Scatino's Italian Market. Um, they don't even have an Instagram page. Um, I cannot tell you. I probably got a hundred messages within two days of like, that's one of my favorite places. I can't believe you went there. Someone messaged me the other day that said they've never seen the place so busy. And I was like, oh my God, it really works. Like people really went there. So it's really cool. That, to me, that is the best thing about social media. And it's one reason why this podcast was started was because of COVID hitting, wanting yeah. to bring people together in a way that, you know, we're used to being and can't right now because of the pandemic. And, and whether it's artists or chefs or, you know, social influencers, people in the community who have something to say and you know, are kind of limited at the moment. Have you had trouble getting out and going about because of COVID, you know, and the restrictions? Has that- Yeah. 
Yeah, it was hard. You know, I think that the foodie community did a nice job in the beginning of like, we're small, like it's a small foodie world community here. Um, you know, there's, we all know each other. And I think we all did a nice job of like, right when the pandemic hit, we shifted and we were like, here's a list of where to go for takeout. And here are the places that are offering takeout. And like this, you know what I mean? Like we shifted real fast. And some of the influencers put up like lists of where to go. I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy in the beginning, but you know, as things have changed, um, I'm trying to do everything I can to highlight restaurants um, and help them get out there, like whatever's going on for them, because everything's different. So maybe they have outdoor dining in their parking lot, or they're only takeout only. Like, I'm just trying to support the places that I love and love to eat. Okay, so I thought ordering through a food app like Uber Eats or DoorDash or one of them was a great way of supporting the local restaurant community. Is it or is it or are there some problems with it? I guess it's hard. Like, um, it's, there's a lot of fees. So I think you just have to like, be careful when I, when in doubt, I try to do takeout direct from the restaurant. Um, and I also live in the city, so I'm a little luckier. I'll just walk and then do takeout right from there. But yeah, I mean, it gets a little tricky because there's a lot of hidden fees and the fees don't go to the restaurant. And then there are some instances where a restaurant might purposely not do Grubhub because it might make them extra busy and then they just can't get to everything and it just makes a cluster. Um, and sometimes the Grubhub might just put a restaurant up there that's not even supposed to be up there. I don't know. It's a lot of details, but just got to watch it. I think rule of thumb, when in doubt, if you can order direct from the restaurant so that they get all the proceeds, but um or direct from their website. That's another thing. There's a lot of restaurants that are leveraging some of these apps, but when you know when it comes from their website directly, um, you know that there is a fee structure worked out in a in a way that supports that restaurant. So um, that's my rule of thumb. But you know, I get that not everyone can do that. Sometimes you might have to just. Well, but it's better for the restaurants, especially right now, to be ordering direct if you possibly can. If you can, but like, you know, business is business. They want your business, but yeah, when you can. But, it, you know, not everyone has the luxury of being able to just run down and pick it up or, you know, so, so I get without, it. Without getting, you know, divulging your, your privacy, generally, yes. <laughs> because of those stalkers, including me, <laughs> in the, where in Baltimore City do you live? Do you live downtown, Fells Point, what? Sure. So I live in um, Harbor East, but really like walking distance to anything in Harbor East, little Italy in Fells Point. So I feel very fortunate for where I can, you know, and I have my like same local spots that I always go to, but I'm trying so hard to like not stick to my same spots, you know, because I know people are all over. But yeah. I want to know what your go-to spots are. So tell us what your go-to when you're, when it's, I, and I saw one of these, Amici's of Little Italy, where oh, I, yeah. I have Oof. very fond food memories from way back from Amici. They've been around forever, but uh, that it was one of your um, uh, go-to uh, takeout spots. By the way, that Instagram post was 994 likes. Uh, <laughs> Take it part. People love that, but it's legit. Actually, Amici's has an insane deal. Like they have some, every night they have a different deal. So I, like, I love a good deal too. Um, the Panay Rotunda at Amici's is just like, unlike no other. And people think you can't get that for takeout, but you can, cause they package it so well. Um, but yes, so go to spots. 
Um, so I think it's different for me. Like I've got my go-to takeout, my go-to dine-in, my go-to like fancy date night stuff. So I'll give you like a rundown. Yeah, I can break it down for us. Okay. So takeout, nailed it with a meat cheese. That's definitely one of my takeout spots. Um, another one that I just like go crazy over is Thai street. It's not, it's no flares, no frills. It's just authentic Thai. And I just love their drunken noodles and their cow soy and the guys that work there. Are so amazing. Um, so into Thai street, um, my, one of my go-to, uh, dine-in restaurants is like my my followers will laugh at me because they know this is like one of my faves but it's La Scala which you have never been to and hopefully you're going to change that I cannot believe you're Baltimore native and have never been there like that's insane well you know I can assure you that you'll have great food memories at La Scala so the reason I love it there obviously the food's amazing um the lobster Regina Regina means queen. So it's like my queen pasta um, is amazing. <laughs> oh, perfect. For, I, I, Regina pasta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to love this lobster Regina. I'm going to send you there specifically for this lobster Regina. Um, that's why I like one of my favorite things there, but it's just, they treat you like family. And I watched chef Nino there and he's like walking around mask on to every table, just greeting. There's just like so much just like love in the air. So I love the feeling that I get when I'm there. So that's part of why I absolutely love it. You know, it's food, but it's how you feel. So I think to me like that they go in hand in hand. So absolutely love it there. And then, you know, there's like the staples from when I was younger. Uh, I'll throw one out at you. Have you ever been to Tio Pepe's? Yes, yes. I have. Like for me, that's like my family like birthday spot. And it's been really hard during COVID because we haven't been able to celebrate anything. So that's one spot that I've really missed this year. Just because like that's like where we go to celebrate and we haven't been able to do any in-person dining. So that one makes me a little sad, but I just love it. That sangria is just like all right, favorite <gasps> Oh. That's such a debate right now for me internally. I'm struggling with this one. Oh my God. I'm sure you've had one of them, but it's possible you haven't had the other. So an all-time um, OG pizza for Baltimore is obviously Matthews. Right I in your hood. Ah, Matthews. Um, 932 likes. Um, so Matthews, I just love. Like I love the thickness, the, the cheese to the edge. I even love their salad. I love their meatballs. Like Matthews is awesome but a new fave for me is a newcomer to the scene um underground pizza co that i i'm guessing you might not have had yet because they're just so new um but he's awesome he he's a covid story you know he was in an industry like the music industry that kind of just completely shut down in march started making pizzas out of his house um and now he has a spot in um, Power Plant and they're just cranking out pizzas and it's just Detroit style pizza. So it's a little thicker. But anyways, they're like a close second for me lately. And they're just, to me, they're just different. So um, maybe like they're in different categories. Go, to, and this is for me because I have been beating on trying to find, go to carry out Chinese. It's a hard one. It's a hard specifically, one. Specifically, sweet and sour chicken. I love Nihao, which is near you. I can't comment on their sweet and sour, though. I've only had their chicken, I think it's Kung Pao, maybe, which mm -hmm. is 
phenomenal if you haven't had it yet. So I love Nihao. I don't think that I, I need to do more research on my Chinese food game. Is Baltimore, do you think of Baltimore as an up and coming foodie city? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think we get under shat. Like, I just think we don't always get talked about, but we've got big timers here. And I think because, you know, we are not as probably big and as expensive as DC and Philly and like people can actually land here and open up restaurants. So I think it's only going to get better, but yeah, there's some big timers, right? Um, all these restaurant groups. And I mean, I live close to like out my window. I literally can see the Charleston. So like we've got Cindy Wolf and we've got all her restaurants and there's just yeah, some big. Chef Andy mentioned the Charleston when I interviewed him last week. And oh, I haven't been there either, I confess. It's fancy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I like, look, fancy good. <laughs> yeah, I love a good fancy night. I mean, it's not an everyday weekend spot, but like they have this lobster soup there. But like, it's worth, it's worth going just for this soup and uh, their fried oysters, which is something that you wouldn't think. But anyways, yeah, I think we're only going to get stronger. Um, it's a small community, but it's like small and like think about where we were 20 years ago solely different there was like barely anything to eat in the city there was like two restaurants in harbor east and it just you didn't come to the city to eat 20 years ago at least i don't think so no, but now no. you do yeah, yeah now you do oh we got so much coming in hamden and mount vernon marketplace and everything that they're doing over you know where crust by mac is there's just so much coming um, and you know, I'm watch, I know that you're going to air this at a later date, but I was actually watching today's show this morning and they did a whole special on Baltimore. I was like, I thought I was listening to the local news. So that's why I didn't click. And then I looked up and I was like, oh my God, this is today's show. They were interviewing the guy from Jimmy's Seafood about all that he's doing for the Baltimore restaurant relief and how like this small city, again, a small city, it's small that they've all been able to take care of each other. So the guy from Jimmy's Seafood raised all this money and gave it to a bunch of local businesses, Urban Oyster being one of them. That's who I saw on the Today Show. It was just, no, yeah. Okay, well, I would one. be remiss if we didn't ask best uh -oh. crab slash crab cakes. Okay, it's a hard one. I'm actually like on my page right now. <laughs> so I built I built a guide for I, best crab cakes in Baltimore. You're probably so hard. I've been really feeling in the city, Pappy's Cuisine. Have you been there yet? No, I have not. Okay, Remember, I one. moved here right before COVID. Right, so you, right. So as well, soon as I moved here, everything shut down. <laughs> I know, that is so hard. That is, is so hard. <laughs> that is so hard. So there's a new thing that um, hopefully your listeners or viewers have seen, but it's this crab cake egg roll thing. Have you heard about this yet? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but go ahead, go ahead. And anyways... I just feel like Pappy's did such a great job with that. And then because of that, I, I tried their crab cake. I was blown away. I thought it was so good. And that was a new entry to, um, to Baltimore. But I love, I actually love Fadley's in Lexington market. That is just, it's a big one. Coco's is a big one. And Papa's, Papa's is another big one on the top of my list. I know this is, this is an ever-changing debate. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad we have so many to choose from, just more crab cakes for all of us to eat. And, you know, I would just try to try them all. So some food trucks have popped up as a result. Um, so there is this one guy, um, awesome chef, and it, his restaurant just wasn't working. So him and his brother 
started this um smash burger uh smash burger uh, uh, uh food truck called buzzies with it and they parked outside mr nice guys so there was like a whole collaboration between these two places that both started during covid which i thought was amazing and like this smash burger and the fried chicken sandwich are amazing um and obviously i have posted it um but again like that was a great result of like just it's a situation and he wanted it, it gave him like this opportunity to start his own thing where maybe he had he wouldn't have i don't know but he's a great one to have on the show but that's one I'm glad you mentioned food trucks because food trucks have become a thing, not just here, but in mm. other cities. And yeah. when, when you're gallivanting around Baltimore and what are some, when you see certain food trucks, what are the ones you stop at and say, okay, I have to get something from? That's a good question. Honestly, I started going, I started food trucks with gypsies. That was my very first food truck before they even had a restaurant. And I just remember pre-COVID, anytime I saw gypsies, it's like that queen. You know what I'm talking? It's like a, it's like a blue green ish color. I would see it purple. <laughs> yeah. What is it with me and queen today? And, um, it's this like waffle cone that they stuff with crab, what with French fries and they top it with a crab cake. And then like they smothered in sauce. It's like dripping down your hands and it's just so much fun to eat. And that is like my, that's like my first food truck food that I like was obsessed with. Now you can get it anytime because they have a restaurant, but I think it's still more fun to get it from the truck. I mean, Duck Duck is another great one. I don't know if you've been there yet. Just like, you know, it's been hard. They have a small little place and, you know, patio is gorgeous and we couldn't do patio dining for a while. So that hurt, but oh, their patio, like their patio vibe is awesome. Um, and I just absolutely love their foie gras burger. Burgers. Oh, um, oh you know, hoity. oh, that's the first hoity-toity food I've heard you say. Although that is the first. That, that is the first. I know. Um, I know you're you're totally right. I I'm not. I'm very. I'm not basic at all. I'm more just like I'll eat anything. I'll eat a fried chicken sandwich. I'll eat the foie gras burger. I'll eat the fanciest food that you have. I was talking to the somebody at Tame Street Oyster. I love Tame Street Oyster House uh, in Fells Point, and the chef there is amazing. And they make some awesome dishes, seafood and non-seafood. And I think the chef long time ago, like threw on lobster mac and cheese just to like, you know, please the masses. But, it, you know, it's not a proud of moment. And like, it's my obsession. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, just probably like, why did I do that? It's become a thing. But, you know, it's like you kind of have to have a balance. Like I like both and I'll highlight both on my feed. You know, you'll see like a decadent scallop dish and some perfectly cooked steak. And then you'll see, you know, fried chicken or like a grilled cheese. Which is when COVID finally ends, your go-to oh. bakery, bakery, your go-to bakery for Baltimore. Oh, this is so hard because I, know, I have right? three that I like love. All right, I will start with Crust by Mac. Um, have you been, I don't know if you've been there yet, but it, that is one where if you go back to your question earlier about a place that's taken off during COVID, it's definitely crossed by Mac. I mean, I think that was the power of social media. I mean, her stuff is amazing, but I mean, the foodie community just rallied around her um, and there's just been so much press. She's amazing. Everything from scratch, everything from her family. It's amazing. Um, the second one that I really love, and you talked about this with Chef Andrew, was Cafe Dear Leon. 
mouth drop moment. I, I've had, I try to get there and try as much as I can, but half the time I get there, they're like sold out because they're so amazing. The egg sandwich is amazing, but like every single like pastry I try, the next one's just as good. So I love it there. Third one is a newfound fave for me is oven bird in little Italy line out the door every single weekend. Um, and he just, it's amazing. He, I had this focaccia from there the other day and um, I've never eaten as big of a piece of a focaccia as I did when I ate this huge, I can't believe I ate it all. Like I was so mad at myself for eating this focaccia. Um, dipped in olive oil with the rosemary, but you have to go to Ovenberg. Um, I mean, he's got everything there and they make the bagels from scratch and they put like the salmon and the capers and the cream cheese. I love food if you haven't been able to try. <laughs> So I think you can see why Samantha has 40,000 followers on Instagram. Her infection and her love and her enthusiasm for all things Baltimore food scene just makes you want to go out and have a pizza. Like I said, I'm going to have to renew my gym membership just as soon as COVID is over because there's crunches in my future. <laughs> anyway. Next week, we'll have another great guest. I am so excited because this is a gentleman I've wanted to talk to for a while. I just wasn't sure quite where to put him in. He started his business when COVID hit. He changed how he was going to open based on the pandemic. So please join me next week as I talk to another nice guy, Mr. Nice Guy, Anthony of Mr. Nice Guy Cocktails. Meanwhile, have a great couple weeks and we'll see you in just a little bit.